0: Welcome to Sundial, I'm Carlos Frias. Eduardo Cabra was the man behind the music. For nearly a decade, he produced the sound of the hit Puerto Rican band Calle 13. He went by the name Visitante, and with his brother, Residente, they won three Grammy Awards with hit party songs like this one. We learned the sound of his music. Now he's showing us the sound of his voice. Eduardo shed the name Visitante. He's fully embracing life as the solo artist Cabra. His second album, Martinez, was nominated this year for a Grammy for Best Latin Rock or Alternative Album for songs like Toco Madera.
1: Toco <laughs> Madera
0: he's also using his experience to help produce other artists looking for their big break which is why he was recently in Miami he's no longer just producing behind the scenes he's collaborating singing rapping showing us what's new and what's next for him thank you so much for joining us it's a real pleasure and a real treat for us to have you we're huge we've been huge fans of of Calle Tres' music, right? And for the last few years, you've been showing us more about your own voice and your own music and specifically. And so we're really excited to talk with you about it.
1: Oh, thank you. Me too. Me too. I'm excited for being. Thank you for the for the space, you know, and talking a little bit about music. It's very nice.
0: Thank you. Listen, anytime that we can fill the airwaves with great music, we're going to do it for sure. Uh, you okay. know, talk to me about this, this journey, man, because... 13 is so much of a creation with you and your brother, right, René, um, who goes by Residente, and you were Visitante, and and it was this, it was the lyrics and the sound, right, this kind of du- duo creating this thing. Now you go from creating the sound of it, the soundscape soundscape of it, the music producing, to you putting your own voice out there. I'm really curious about that. Like, how big of a leap was that for you?
1: Yes, it, it was huge. It was a process. Uh, it it didn't came f- uh, easily and fast. Uh, because when Calle Teresa stopped, like in twenty fifteen, mm-hmm. I started producing because that's I, I knew in that moment that that was like my my main purpose in in music, to collaborate, to make music. Uh, with other people to make records, songs, uh, composing, arrangement. So uh, I was needing that to stop everything and go into the studio. I I, I have I have spent a lot of time in, in this place. Right now I am, I am in this in my studio. Yeah, we're looking so, at you.
0: We have we, we have the benefit of seeing you on a Zoom link and we're seeing you surrounded by keyboards on both sides in a nice warm studio surrounded by nice incandescent light. What a great place to create.
1: Yes, yeah, and and I I have spent a lot of time here in the studio creating with a lot of artists from different places that that come here to Puerto Rico to to make some music and some records. So, so there there was a moment also. I I think maybe it was part of some crisis of getting uh, older that I just wanted to doc- document in a way my voice and to make a statement also to to feel uncomfortable also and document that and make it in music, make it in songs and in musica. So I I did this first album that when I hear it is is you can hear that I'm I'm comfor- I'm comfortable singing and
0: oh you, my music. you can hear yes. that you can hear that yourself too.
1: Yes. I can hear oh, it myself, so you know but that was part also of the idea to to document that that, that moment and that, that 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 i don't want to do it i don't want to 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 be in that place in front of the microphone but i just wanted to make it part of an exercise to learn also also as as i told you early mm. uh, my purpose in music is to make music with other people to collaborate and for me that first album of cabra that was like a great learning because for the first time, I was in this uncomfortable place that every person that I work with is in working with me. So, oh, that's so now interesting. I think, you were in, I think you in their a-
0: position, you were in their shoes, these people yes. that you've been producing all these years.
1: Yes. And I think, right, that now I'm a better pro- producer because of that, because I have that, that feeling that. Because there's a responsibility of your performance of what you're saying also and what you're singing and 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 that's very strong to 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 make the 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 decision to document that to sing in front of a in front of a microphone and keep it forever. So uh, and then it i did the second album that is called martinez that uh, you in the intro you talk about that uh, and martinez you can hear the difference in the i'm more comfortable mm. i i understood that i'm not a singer uh i'm just a producer and i'm not just i'm a producer and, <laughs> wait, and, wait wait so
0: you feel like you feel like in the second album you hear that you're more of a producer? How do you how do you hear that? Where do you hear that?
1: No, no, I hear that I'm I'm that I understood that mm. that I have doubts in the first album and the second album I have no doubt. Oh, I see. I, I am see. not a singer. I was trying <laughs> to be a singer in the first album and the second I'm not. So I <laughs> I don't care, you know, so and it came like the I can hear like the 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 performance is better. I, I the ideas are coming better. You know, I I can with my nonverbal uh and my attitude is like, I I can feel what I'm trying to connect with and and the idea. I think it gets better to the people that I hear and you know, or what I try or what or what I'm hearing because it's very difficult also to. To make a criteria to to, to to to
0: critique yourself, to
1: critique myself. So right. I'm, I am producer myself. Mm-hmm. I'm making critique of myself and trying to to este separar to separate my performance and my 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 criterio and also my ego and try to and I too I'm also I'm too hard oh you're creative so so So, of course
0: you're hard on yourself right and you and yes i'm like giving like ah like suffering (laughs) and you know it's like (laughs) you're you're the because now you're you're on both sides of the recording studio glass right you're on both sides of it and you said something really interesting is that you wanted to be uncomfortable um and i i think about it because i talk about in journalism in general you find yourself in new places and there i always say when i feel uncomfortable i realize oh. I'm about to learn something new and that's really what it is. And it seems like you were ready to put yourself in a position to do something new, to feel something new, right? To learn something new.
1: Yes. It's very easy to keep doing the same thing forever. Mm-hmm. And and for a lot of people, it works. Uh, for me, that's, that's the best way to explain it is, is to, to learn new stuff and to be better, you know, mm-hmm. in the uh, things that I'm, you're going to do in the future. Uh, well, but th- that's it. I think I'm not going to do it uh, again, the, the, the singing, the, the singing. I think I'm going to do a, another kind of kind of uh, albums that that doesn't mean that I'm not going to do albums I'm going to continue to do albums of cabra, but I'm not going to be singing because I think I I cumplí la cuota so right
0: I, right you you did what you wanted to do so that's interesting so compare the first and the sel- second album to you. you see in the first one you are trying to sing so in the second album is it more like spoken word more like rap type of thing like tell me about those two the two differences and why you feel like they were—it sounds like it was two parts of a book, like part one and part two. No, it, it,
1: when when I said singing, mm-hmm. it applies to the to the rhythm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's not rapping, you know. It's like mm-hmm. like singing with rhythm and without, you know, like because I'm not a rapper, you know, I uh, I don't consider myself a rapper, but. Uh, I think both of them are trying to to uh, rhythmically and also uh, melodically is trying to do the same but the it's like the vibe mm. and uh, my attitude that, uh, towards the, the the composition and the interpretation and the microphone and everything is I'm more relaxed you know I'm like I understood that I'm not a singer and Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a singer. Uh, I just want to make music records.
0: Right. I'm curious what you learned about yourself, what you are learning about yourself after putting yourself, making yourself uncomfortable and putting yourself in a place to do something new. The learning was like for production.
1: Um, I learned that I'm not a singer. I I learned that that's very difficult uh, job. To do a nice performance in mm. front of, of the microphone, uh, to com- to communicate without words, mm. uh, to because people are, are not seeing what what my face eh, or anything. So you have to 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 make people feel that your and and to imagine it and to recreate your 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 your. Your pain or your happiness or whatever the feeling is. So, I respect all the the singers. You know, I respect all the people that I have worked because of that. You know, uh, uh, Vicente, that is my friend. Uh, the the all the best that I have work. Um, Daime, uh, Rodrigo. Uh, Henry from La Vida Bohem, Catalina from Os Messier Perine, you know, all the people that are trying and making new music and trying to to break the the mainstream or actual music that I that that sounds right now, you know, so they're trying to to make things different and so i respect them a lot
0: it it seems very much like the thing that always interested you was the collaboration right like being part of it rather than being out in front right and it seems like this was maybe part of part of learning that like okay let me get out in front and see what that feels like and see like all right so where do i where where do i feel the most comfortable where do i feel like i can do the most interesting musical contribution right
1: Yes, uh, all the albums are collaborations. The The thing about the the lead singer is that it gets like mostly all the credit, but there's a lot of people working in the studio, the, in the mixing, the mastering, the recording, the musicians, you know, it's like it's a hard work in production. And and this is a, maybe it's part of the same idea, but maybe it's another branch. Uh, of productions or the idea that we're talking about, but I think production when when I start okay undo that okay when I start <laughs> when I start making my my music uh, when when I start working in uh, sorry when I start working in another uh, people's al- album mm-hmm. or another for me it's very important to have clear that the I am not going to defend. That proposal in front of a people or in a stage. Hmm. I'm working for make trying to make something together nice with my experience with with also with the what people but the the project of the person wants. But for me, the main goal is happiness in every song that we make together, and it's a compromise also with the proposal and the person that we are working that we are going to work we are going to do this together till the end because i need for this project or person to feel that they did this they did the work in the studio so when they go to the stage they defend that passionately in front of people and people at the end they are going to to they're going to believe mm-hmm. that it's real it's real and everything that we did in the, in the studio is real because they took part of the production. So it's like a if you see almost all my credits, I'm collaborating it's like a production collaboration with the artist. Right. Because if you see the Vicente, the Perinet, it's almost all, almost all the albums is a, a production collaboration because of that, because it's a, we need to work together to make it real and to make them feel that we are making music.
0: Well, you did that recently. Uh, you were in Miami working with uh, Daimea Rosena, who's an Afro-Cuban singer, um, who you've been producing, helping her produce her, her album. I, I guess you spent uh, five months recording her album uh, in your home studio in, in Puerto Rico, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. We we actually have a cut of, of her song, um, and I think the I think it kind of expresses how you t- try to get the best out of another musician. So let's uh, let's hear a little bit of that. This is uh, Daimea Rosena singing "Suave y Pegao. Bailando, soy pegao cuerpo a cuerpo, sin
1: vitrina ni rel-
0: Our guest today is Eduardo Cabra. He's a Grammy award-winning artist and producer who's a former member of the Puerto Rican duo Calle 13. Eduardo, we were talking uh, before the break about this ability to see in someone else their talent. Uh, and getting them to be able to project that voice into the world especially in case like you were saying where they can't necessarily see your voice i think i know a little bit about that uh, <laughs> but um but you were doing that really early on it sounds like even when you were with Calle 13, you were i'm sure you were seeing that with your brother right the thing about my brother is that
1: we have like a different communication we, ha- we, we have a lot of of common de- denominators we have a lot of references because of our because we grow together mm-hmm. so there's a lot of reference of, of movies that we haven't seen together we have inside jokes that that is not actual it's like an inside it's it's strange because it's inside joke but I'm talking with music and he's, he's, he's just talking using words so so we try to if you if you note the, the the there's there's a the the music is like in every calle Trezo song the music is like the stage and uh and the lyrics are the like the actors.
0: Hmm. Oh that's actors. such an interesting way to put it.
1: And and there's a lot of examples in music that you can take that at the uh, an example of that is the song Latinoamérica. Latinoamérica is a six by eight song. The, the, the La Métrica, mm-hmm. the meter. is I don't know if meter is the correct word. No, you word. got it. You got it. Yeah, perfect.
0: But thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, aquí hablamos español. We speak Spanish here too, yeah. so that's fine. Yeah. South Florida gets it, man.
1: Sure. Sí. So, but also... We are talking about, in Latin America, the words are talking about the the Latin America Unida, like the, to unite Latin America.
0: Right. That's Education an interesting way. Oh, that's America. an interesting way and, to think about it. And, and in music, I am
1: using instrument for different places to make the song. And also I'm changing the, the role of every instrument, because there are some instruments from different places playing rhythms from different countries. So I'm trying to make, to unite also the different instruments in the same song, but also making different patterns from different places. So that's the way I'm trying to unite Latin America with music. But if you don't know it, if you don't have the the education of 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 rhythm from different places maybe it's gonna be a little bit difficult to identify that and also maybe if you're a purist of music of maybe you could thought you could think that we are doing it wrong. we are doing it wrong but it's
0: not you know, right, if you're like, a purist you, It's hard it, It's hard for you to think outside the box But that's never, you guys have never been You were never an inside the box thinker Like I think maybe one song that illustrates What you're talking about is uh, the song Pal Norte, which is Calle Trese Featuring Orishas um, So uh, we actually have a cut of that And I think that maybe That's an example maybe where where you have Different parts of Latin America Sharing sounds, maybe we can hear a little bit of that
1: Una pie- Ha comenzado entusiasmado y alegre. Dice, <risa> pasaporte. ¿A dónde va por ahí, con Esta noche tan fea, ¿Usted no se anima? Mire cómo está el camino, anegadito. No, hombre, compa, el camino es lo de menos. Lo importante
0: es llegar. Bro. Tengo tu antídoto. Eduardo, tell me tell me about that. Tell me about creating something like this, seeing those sounds. Este, this this track was a collaboration
1: uh, in production with Aureliano Mendez. He's a he's a guy from Venezuela. Este, I think he's in Miami right now, and we did like this uh, mix uh, with El Cuatro Venezolano. That's my first experience to working with El Cuatro Venezolano and and to try to working with 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 the beat and the samples and everything. You know, that's I think it was like a nice track of. Of an album Mm. that this album was very important for us because. We are this is the second album of Calle Calle Tres and we are. People were expecting that we were going to do like Atrevete Part Two part yeah right. <laughs> nice. everyone happy like dancing everything fine you know but this this was a dark album and that that was the the the, the purpose of the album and and that was the concept since the beginning with my brother because which in that moment when with my brother and i worked together it was like we spoke a lot about i want to do this i want to do that and when and the ideas of music also came in that moment uh, so this was like very nice album uh, i love it uh, but it's a dark album and it got people confused hmm. and i love it also because it was another another texture another and this and this prepared the future of the next albums that people didn't knew that, that what what was going to be do was próximo the right. next album right an idea I, I I think you know and we were coming we were very sharp in that moment and the communication with my brother was very nice uh, in terms of of productions and compositions. so it was a very nice moment for us.
0: Well, you guys have never shied away. I think there's something about Latin music in general, where Latin music in general, you can make like big political statements in a song you can dance to. And then you guys can do that, but you also do the other thing, which is, you know, you can be very moody. And maybe people, especially if you have a Latin American background, they weren't ready for that. Like, oh, we're just going to do moody now. You know, so there's-
1: In Calle tres, I think that they were like in every album, you can divide the the moods on the album in four in four columns hmm. Co- column, four columns mm-hmm. whatever it is like love dancing uh irreverencia i don't know how to say irreverence yeah irreverence sure uh, <laughs> it's almost the
0: same it's easier than you think man
1: <laughs> yes, yes. so love dancing irreverence and social uh uh themes oh, uh, right. movements and politics and so if you you if you hear every album you can you can take all the Calle catalog and you can divide them by by those four columns and that's very nice also because it gives the album like like it's like a it's a daily album cotidiano you know, it's something like normal, like people talk about love, they love to dance, they love love a lot, uh, to talk about politics, and they sometimes they go random in themes. So I think that's a nice way to to make an album, because that's part of the, the the de la vida, it's part of life, you know, the things that we we talk with people and and life is, is it's all about different moods. So I love the, that way of working. I try to do it in, in even today with the productions. I always talk about that when we are going to start a, an album with that to try to make a diverse album that I think that we we need that today in music. I think that there are, we don't have diversity. Yeah. We need diversity to. In this moment, it's very important for music, not just the the themes or the ideas of, of the, of the writing, just also in in the sound. We need diversity. I think that we as a Latin America, we have a lot lot of resources of that, of of different. Music for different places and a lot of instruments, you know. And we have these uh, these new instruments that we the our ancestors from other places came here and and they they had a different este, uh, resources and they started to do new 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 instrument as here in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico, we have the bomba. El barril. Mm-hmm. Barril is, is the, the, the main resource to
0: do that. It's like a barril de rum. It's like a barrel of rum. Right. Can you play music on this? How do you it's kind of it's a thing you do locally. Right. And yes, and, but you've been doing that for a long time, like looking for sounds in different places. And I'm thinking specifically your sister, Ile, um, Hoglar, uh who performs and who's been performing for years under the name Ile but you were you and your brother were the first ones to look at her and say hey you should sing I have you should sing on our tracks tell me about that tell me about um seeing that talent even in your own house because like I said you come from a obviously a very musical family
1: yes the for us at the beginning the our family was the main uh because we 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 are a we have Many talents in our family. We have actors, actors, actresses. Uh, a lot of ideas. Uh, artists. Art was a main part of our crianza, of our how How is Crianza yeah, of,
0: of your childhood, of your growing up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And like your so, dad, your dad was a musician, right? And um, and was it and was it uh, Renee's mom who was an actress? yes right? uh and so like so, so we grew up
1: with with all of that mm-hmm. and art was like an uh it wasn't a hobby you know it was like a responsibility it was a way of living you know it, it, that so when i i'm I'm telling you this because when we started in calle 13 uh, we needed a, a singer so we we had our sister because she used to sing since she was little and she was she used to play piano so she was 16 and she started to we we started to make music with her you know and she
0: went to the studio with the uniform of the school and oh that's so funny this is this is Ileana Caura who uh, who goes yes. by Ile <laughs> I'm sorry uh so, yes Ileana Caura, right I, I thought I got yes her name wrong. So
1: it, it, it was not just the the let me undo that the, the idea it was just that we had like this person our sister that she was talented and and she was going to sing our songs because we also at the beginning also it was all about family it, uh, then at the when was the things start moving on and we start like going the, the old the thing went wild so it was a little bit difficult because the, the a lot of people like enter like the, the the labels the the industry and everything so but at the beginning it was we were going to do an album to to give it to the people you know at para de moment, quitar,
0: de quitarse right get it out of your soul and into the world
1: yes because at that moment uh piracy was like strong and mm. it, and us we wanted just to give the album to the people and
0: oh, that's so and, funny.
1: and let and to
0: see where it gets <laughs> you weren't thinking about let's make some money off this actually you know we, no. we had we had um we had ele on the show earlier this year and she had a lot to say both about your family and about your her her famous brothers asking her uh to sing on her record let's hear that
1: when my brothers René and Eduardo invited me to be a part of Calle 13, like I, it didn't make sense for me because they wanted me to sing, but then I understood like they were my older brothers, so they knew that I, that I enjoyed singing. It was just something that I didn't, I wasn't clear enough myself.
0: So already you were, you were seeing something that even the artists themselves weren't, weren't quite seeing yet, right?
1: Yes, but she had it she she had it since the beginning, you know. But I, she I needed, remember when she,
0: she needed you to tell her that. You were saying you
1: <laughs> I remember when she was little. Uh she loved the Little Mermaid and I don't know if you remember this part of the Little Mermaid that she sings uh, over a rock and she start like part of your world and the splash goes like there's a splash yes
0: yes it i can went see it over
1: the rock and it's like the final scene when she makes an statement i remember my little sister like getting the head out of the this car like to just feel the wind as ariel you know and singing with the radio like so <laughs> so just sticking
0: her head out the car window and singing like like ariel over the rock there at the end that's so funny <laughs>
1: yeah but that was very really, we have a lot of stories you know uh, uh, but she uh,
0: she was saying a lot of her music uh some of her music now she was she was recording songs that your grandmother or her grandmother had written so like that yes. really tells you there's a connection going back building on this right
1: definitely it's a purpose it's her purpose and and she i actually i went to the show of her in the amphitheater in the amphitheater here in San Juan last uh, Saturday and she's singing like everything she's singing everything you know he's doing everything right and it has a she has the purpose she has the the responsibility and she's working in the diversity also that we need. We need a lot of diver- diversity. We have it. But but it's not the music is not all about music, you know, It's the music. I think it has like two branches, you know, it's like the entertainment, also the art, you know, but she's working. She's making art. She's trying to to use the music as a as a vehicle to to clean herself to to speak about speak about her thoughts and everything so she's doing it right I'm very orgulloso of of her and and
0: yeah our guest today is Eduardo Cabra he's a grabbing winning artist and producer who's a former member of the Puerto Rican duo Calle 13 he's making music on his own as Cabra and he's helping to bring along the talent of other artists he's producing so t- tell me about that. You, Eduardo, you had to get to the point, you started performing yourself, right? And you said that it put you in an uncomfortable place, right? So tell me about how that helped you with other artists as you're helping to produce other artists, knowing that they are sometimes stepping into an uncomfortable place.
1: Yes, I, I think uh, the sensibility of, of giving them a space or maybe to push them to try to identify that also to use the 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 things that are happening in their lives to make a better performance mm. that also helps
0: oh like that what? Maybe- give, give me an I- example what do you mean about using things in their life that that uh that, what like how did that come about even for you like how did you realize that those are those are things that help the performance. That maybe if
1: if someone gets to the studio, the singer or, or the musician. That let's let also include the musicians, the instruments, the, the guys or the people that plays, and they we start talking, you know. And I think I always said that studios are like beauty parlors.
0: Beauty parlors. <laughs> all right, that tell me more about that. Yeah, because all the personalities here,
1: you start talking about your the good things, the bad things, you know, you start like you open yourself because the privacy and you have like this confidence, you know, is the studios are like beauty parlors. <laughs> you start like talking, oh, this person or whatever. You 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 So you where are, get you out a, are you a barbero?
0: Are you a bed or are you sitting in the chair? Which one are you? <laughs> I am the
1: I am the barbero, yeah. The the producer is like the barbero. Okay. Yeah. So, if you start talking, you know, you, you you start noticing that that there's something happening, maybe nice or maybe not not so nice. So, and mm. if you are you have like a like a some songs like different songs, and there's a song like it's like more dark or maybe it needs like that that kind of interpretation like more fierce and more maybe if you had a bad day maybe it's a good way like to sing that it's a great moment to sing that song and to to capitalize the performance and maybe use that in favor of a nice or a different interpretation so
0: that's an example you might put a happier song on the shelf and be like, "No, no, let's sing this one. Let's let's perform this one today." You you're yes. you're feeling a little darkness, go down this one, or feeling a little in a great but, mood, let's do this one instead. The problem is
1: that when you you continue to do the, the the songs, maybe at the end you have to do if you have a a happy song and you have a bad day, you have to get happy, you know. <laughs>
0: somebody's got to tickle you or something at the
1: barbershop any you know, at the end you don't have too many options but at the beginning yes you have some options that you can work with that and you can
0: that's funny do you know i think a lot of this it's interesting to hear you find your role and what the things that you're most interested in and it, i know it was during the pandemic that you stopped go, going by the the stage name visitante and i'm curious what was happening at that time what what was happening during that pandemic period in 2020 or so when you decided that you needed a, to to put your talent in a different kind of identity?
1: Yes, it, it wasn't about visitante, you know, et, and, and it wasn't about the pandemic. Hmm. Et, it was just about myself, you know, it's what I just, it was growing up a, a different feeling about who am I? And I just wanted to, to, to be clear, that visitante was was a department of my life and my music. It wasn't my life, you know.
0: And that and that, that, w- and that was also kind of like a a story, like a an identity from you being kids, right? Like residente and visitante, those were those came from an actual thing of your boyhood, right? Of your childhood, like with you and your brother. Yeah. How did that How yeah, did that story? It was, we just wanted at that moment. You we, mm. we just wanted
1: like to. To because we are a, a family that the, I used to visit my father at the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I visited them my to my family and my brothers. But uh, most of the time I, I was with my mother. So. That and so then you, we you would, you would go, to you, another level, oh, we I took see. that then to another level because we we used to live in a in a place that it was closed. Uh, and you have to get to, to the to the gate and said well this is visitante or this is resi- resident of of the of the place or you're a visitor
0: right right.
1: So, and then we that moved to the thing of the second album it was about the immigration you know and then we took it to another level you know the idea of residential visitante but when we were a child we didn't call ourselves as a visitor or resident we we, we just do that when we start to to organizing the idea of the proposal.
0: That's interesting. And you, and you kind of filled out those ideas. Like you said, your second album was called Residente Visitante. And it comes from this idea of you'd show up to visit your brother and you'd say, are you a resident or are you a visitor? And say, well, I'm a visitor here. But then you start thinking of it more uh, in the abstract. What is it to be a resident? What is it to be a visitor? Um, yes. But then it sounds like that then sp- that's just a part of a... Of like the growing up of your personality like maybe when you were little they call you eddie and then like, as a as a 40 year old man they don't call you eddie anymore you know what i mean so i imagine that it's something like that too it's embracing a, a more adult self a more a, a, a wiser self
1: yes yes but yeah but i needed to do that at uh, when when i when i released the first album to kill visitante and to And to just communicate that Cabra was behind everything, you know. Cabra was the composer, the producer, the the musical director, the the singer. And so I just wanted to, it was like a statement. And but I but I love it, you know, because I feel relief and. To to make that statement, you know. And also it's a nice way to to identify people. I know when people call me cabra or maybe call me visitante, I know which kind of music they have been hearing of the things that I have done lately, you know, so it's very nice. If they call me visitante, no, this is more old school. It, uh, right, right. They, this they is this heard. that's
0: the reference point, right? Was this so that's when they call me cabra no i know that they are updated all right they're right they they they're up (laughs) up to school they're up to date on their discography i'm curious then where that puts you today right because i understand that you're scoring music for films now as well and after doing two albums where you are putting yourself out there as a singer putting your voice out there and really stepping out from behind the curtain and saying this is me in my fullness what is interesting to you now
1: I just want to make records. I just want to to work in the ideas. Uh, try to make conceptual records. I have done some in the several several years, uh, but I wanna like to to get into that. Also, I just want to continue with with the production. Uh, I love to work as a team with other proposals. I love it, you know. Um, Is that
0: something you learned from doing this thing where you're you're a solo artist and, and you're producing yourself, but other people are helping you kind of be out front? Do you realize more that you are you like the collaborative part of it and you want to do more of that?
1: I always have loved the collaborative. Uh, I, 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 I started playing in, in very, very big bands, you know, and, and when I was 15, I started playing a ska band. It was nine members. And then the second band that I had, it has 10 members. Amazing. (laughs) And it was a lot of people like a lot of ideas. And it was the filter. And I I try like to make things work as a musical director. And that's the way I started like, to, to, to give power to the communication and to try to make things happen. Mm. and That change, And I moved that idea of working together to the studio, and it's it's all about communication. The studio is all about communication. Uh, I'm curious with, and also Mm -hmm. when you talk about the movies, it's also all about communication. You
0: -hmm. know,
1: about to try to bring the to give power to the images and to try to work together with the director. Mm -hmm. And uh, team, you know, it's all about team, it's everything. It's uh, uh, all, in every place there is a team, you know, and that's and that's very nice, you know, yeah. I,
0: I love it. I, I'm curious, you come from such a musical family and you said it was such, not a hobby, but a passion and a devotion. What have the, What have the conversations been like with your brother, your sister, your parents throughout this whole thing?
1: Uh, with my brother, we don't talk about music.
0: Oh, that's we funny. Talk about,
1: oh, yeah. I, with my brother, I talk uh, about baseball. Uh, we're baseball fans. Who do you follow, uh,
0: Puerto Rican team or MLB team?
1: Uh, I love the Mets, so it's
0: it's MLB, a hard time, you know. It's always hard to be a Mets fan, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: it's like a suffering, it's like a suffering yep. to be a Mets because. Well you need You'd good
0: music people. needs good suffering, so I get it.
1: <laughs> yes, that that's that that's the hook, yeah. But in Puerto Rico, Los Cangrejeros, uh, the Puerto Rican team, you know that we have a lot a lot a lot of passionate uh passion for the for the baseball and the and the players, they are great. Um but and with my sister, we just talk about anything. Uh, my actually my sister is my neighbor also. That we, I will. lately we have been talking about uh the the plants that we have around. You know, that uh, that we share. We share like plants. You know, because my plants, my my trees, she can like, no, oh, you have to cut that
0: down. You <laughs> know, <so. laughs> that 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 tree is growing over to my property. one take care of that. <laughs>
1: but we we don't talk too much about music
0: eduardo unfortunately we've come to the end of the hour but we're so pleased to have had you for this hour and so excited to hear the music that you're going to make next and the music that you're going to bring forward next from other artists thank you for giving us this time
1: no thank you for the space i i love to talk about music thank you
0: Our guest today was Eduardo Cabra. He's a Grammy Award-winning artist and producer who's a former member of the Puerto Rican duo Calle 13. He now performs as Cabra. And that's Sundown for Thursday, December 14th. Leslie Obai Atkinson is our lead producer. Our producer is Elisa Baena. Sergio Bustos is WLRN's VP of News, and Katie Muñoz is our director of live programming. Peter J. Mertz is WLRN's VP of Radio, and our engineer is Richard Ives. Our theme music is by the Miami Afro-Cuban funk band Palo. Coming up tomorrow on the program, Dawn Atkins is the principal soloist for the Miami City Ballet. She joins us as she performs The Nutcracker. I'm Carlos Frias. Good vibes only. WLRN Public Media.